1: Tune in for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts.
0: Whether you're driving to work or doing laundry, Crime on Tap will be sure to fulfill your true crime fix each week.
1: And now, buckle up for this week's episode. Listen and enjoy. oh <laughs>
0: You scared me. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. It's spooky season. <laughs> Ooh, spooky bitches. Oh, we're spooky bitches tonight. I'm a little, mm-hmm. I'm a little liquored up right now, Megan. So you already know tonight's episode is going to be good.
0: Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be wild. It's going <laughs> to be lit, as the kids say. Do the kids still say mm-hmm. that?
1: Like when I texted you lit (laughs) exclamation point.
0: Yeah, I thought you were like making fun of me.
1: Oh no, I just thought that was lit. (laughs) No,
0: it's lit guys, right?
1: I had nothing else to say. I was just saying lit.
0: (laughs) Acknowledging that I sent you a text.
1: Also, I'm acknowledging that I'm liquored up and you're holding a penis bottle opener right now.
0: Oh yeah, I was going to wait until we hit record to open my, oh God, how do you pronounce this? I don't know if I've ever drank this during a podcast. It's- no,
1: Megan, you definitely did. Oh, I have? I've seen that bottle before, and you have talked about it.
0: Okay. Well, I'm going to drink it again. Um, okay. <laughs> it's Capricico. Oh, yeah, because I remember spelling it like I'm about to do now. Yeah. C-A-P-R-I-C-C-I-O, sangria,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's 13.9%, so it's lit. It's liddy.
1: Lit, like that's gonna get you fucked up. I remember you saying you had like two of those and you're on the floor.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I was like, (laughs) where, who's, who, time doesn't exist. You know, just like getting wild.
1: Crack that sucker open.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was my my penis shaped bottle opener.
1: Well, all the way from Belize.
0: Yes. Well, it was actually a gift my grandmother got from a friend who went to Belize. And she's like, this is disgusting. My grandma's a little bit of a prude. I mean, she's in her 70s.
1: I can't believe you got a fucking penis family heirloom.
0: Yep. And then she gave it to me.
1: Oh my God. Are you going to pass it down to your children?
0: (laughs) Uh, When they're 21. Oh my God. There we
1: go. That was good. Did really? that go across the room? I heard yeah. it hit like five times.
0: Not across the room, but definitely got some air there.
1: <laughs> the cats start playing with it?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure they will.
1: Okay, fun. So you're drinking a little sangria tonight. Mm-hmm. Wow, we just getting right into it, aren't we?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it's, it's, it's been a week.
1: Yeah, it really has. I mean, today- Every week is a week. <laughs> I have exerted- I don't know if you can see, Megan. I'm 26 years old. I have the bags under my eyes of, like, an 80-year-old man. You're working hard. Those gold eye things that Beth gave us for the bachelorette party last last weekend, which was lit. I was drunk, sober, drunk, sober about five (laughs) times that day. I couldn't keep up. My body was falling apart. I was falling asleep at dinner. I couldn't stop going to the bathroom. Last weekend was lit, exclamation point. Mm -hmm. But... We got these little eye things. Did you use yours?
0: I haven't. I was going to give them to Nick because Nick has bags.
1: (laughs) I know. So I was using them and they were kind of burning. But Uh I don't know if that was doing work. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if it was like tightening it up. Mm -hmm. I definitely need something because it's getting bad. And I don't want to be 30 years old and have bags into my eyes. I was already preparing to have a baby face until I was 70. Yeah. (laughs) But I've also heard – I don't know if you've heard because you're a woman – And you're like Mm -hmm. in this realm, but like moisturizers and eye creams, eye cream's a scam. All it is is a lotion. It's a moisturizer. That's all it is.
0: Mm -hmm. It's nothing special.
1: Yeah, it's nothing special. So I don't know what to do. Do I just get more sleep? But like, I can't get any more sleep.
0: (laughs) It's just not the world we live in.
1: (laughs) I I guess I just got to suffer the consequences of crow's feet and baggy eyes.
0: I think it's probably just like eating healthy, sleeping, like all that yeah. stuff. You know Extra what? Fries, whatever.
1: <laughs> I tried. I tried, Megan, really hard to stop drinking coffee in the morning because it's yellowing my teeth. Oh, you yes, know same. I'm trying to cut back on the cream. I'm trying to cut back on the sugar, the syrups, but I just couldn't do it. So I tried to transition to iced green tea. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I
0: remember that. We talked about that on the podcast. Yes,
1: then we we talked about that. But then I realized coffee is one of the only joys in my life and we only get one life. Yeah. Why am I cutting out coffee that gives me joy? Mm-hmm. I want that joy in my life, so I'm going to drink the coffee. Coffee literally
0: gives me hope for the day.
1: Exactly. Like mm-hmm. I wake up excited to drink my coffee. Why See? am I going to take that away from myself? That seems unhealthy.
0: The, that's mentally unhealthy. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So maybe, yeah, I'm making my teeth whiter, but mentally, I'm unhappy. (laughs) So I deemed it not worth it, and I'm back to drinking coffee.
0: As they say, we're here for a good time, not a long time.
1: (laughs) Yep. I feel like I definitely had that in my Facebook or Instagram bio at one point, but yeah, here on Crime on Tap, we're here for a long time.
0: (laughs) We are here for a long time? Oh, good.
1: (laughs) no matter the view count no matter of how many of you guys support us we're here for a long time <laughs> yep
0: we're gonna keep making it if we only have one listener
1: even if we only have leah listening yeah even and she keeps us on her
0: toes she's like excuse me why didn't you post this week
1: <laughs> i know i get scared <laughs> when we don't post because I, I know, know she's well, going to ask
0: as our other friend says shame is a great motivator that's true so the shame of not posting and having leah say something about it is a great yeah. motivator
1: it really is. She, you know, keeps us on her toes every week. And that's all beginning right. as far from her.
0: Yeah, that's what friends do.
1: Yep, she's it's busy. She's getting married. She's moving. She's selling her house. The least she can do in our friendship is to keep us on her toes to post every week.
0: Yes. Maybe. So thank you for your service.
1: Yes. Thank you, Leah. You are a great servant to Crime on Tap.
0: A servant? <laughs>
1: Way to turn that
0: into like, I'm still, I'm still the, the queen. I'm still You're my
1: servant. Anyways, like Megan said, it's been a week here in Boston, here in Heinsberg For mm-hmm. both of us, it's been a week. But you know what, Megan? October is my favorite month of all time.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: is spooky season. The weather is perfect. It hasn't rained in a little bit. I wake up, it's the perfect temperature. I go to sleep, it's the perfect temperature. The air is brisk. You step out of the car and you're like, oh, it feels like fall. I want to go apple picking, want to get some pumpkins. It's just that time of year. So it's just a good time of year.
0: It is. I agree.
1: Right? The only thing is my allergies are really bad. If I sound a little snotty or a little nasally, it's that time of year for me. This is my Mm -hmm. year, my time of the year to have allergies. So- If y'all are going to listen, you got to suffer with me.
0: (laughs) There's not enough Allegra to get rid of it.
1: (laughs) Honestly, it doesn't work anymore. It's like coffee, the caffeine doesn't affect me. Allegra does not work anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because your body has
0: gotten used to it. (laughs) I
1: think so. I got to switch it up. I got to get some clarity. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You got to keep you on your.
1: Well, I don't know what's wrong with us either because you were getting clogged up at dinner last weekend, too.
0: Yeah. I Again, I know Beth laughed at me, but I feel like there was some seasoning or something that was in our food.
1: I bet. She's there's like, some herb that you're allergic to and it got you all stuffy.
0: That's what I said. I said herb and she's like, I was like, oh, there's a funny herb.
1: <laughs> oh, Beth, you're so funny. Oh, my God. She's a hoot. All So – Do you want to ask me what I'm drinking?
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I went right to what I was drinking. What are you drinking?
1: All right, Megan. So I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) So to get through what we're going to be discussing today, my boyfriend, which has been featured on the podcast in the past, Patrick. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to it. Mm -hmm. He has recently discovered this side of himself where he wants to be like a mixologist all of a sudden. And he wants to have like when people come over or like, you know, we throw a little shindig, he wants to have like a signature cocktail. He wants to know how to make the basics. A screwdriver, a mojito, a cosmo. You know, just the simple drinks. So when people come over, we're not just drinking drinking rum and cokes, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm happy with that, but we know you want to spice it up. We're getting older. We should know some signature cocktails. Yeah. So be Pat- fancier. Be a little fancy. So, Patrick tonight is going to be making my drink live on air in front of 10 people. (laughs)
0: Live from Boston. It's Saturday night.
1: (laughs) Live from Boston. Patrick, my boyfriend, will be making my drink tonight. All right. So, live from Boston,
2: here is Patrick. Hello. Oh, Patrick, you're back. I'm back. I went from Jack the Ripper to get to making new drinks. Oh, my God. (laughs)
0: Uh, Jack of all trades.
2: Or, 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 oh, oh. or Jacqueline the Ripper. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Just saying. Just saying. A legend. So, <laughs> Megan, I don't know if you've heard, but I have been traveling to Chicago for like weeks at a time for work. And mm-hmm. there was a drink that I had to bring back to Sean to share. We kind of put our own little take on it. And so I'm going to make it for you guys. Well, for okay. me. Well, Megan can make it at home. Oh, okay. I'm gonna explain okay. it so Megan can make it at home.
1: Yeah, tell
2: everyone what you're doing, what your <clears> ingredients <throat> are, what's going on. Here. Okay, so you're gonna need ginger beer. You're going to need Myers Original Dark Rum, and you're going to need a. I'm using Bacardi. It's a it's a clear rum. Okay. Ooh, I like Bacardi. I, I know proof. Bacardi's good, right? You're yeah. also gonna need simple syrup and lime juice. We cheated. We got like the you know lime juice in a in a plastic lime.
0: Oh, you're uh, not going to be squirting limes?
2: No, but that works, okay? So, mind your business over there. <laughs>
0: it would have been some good ASMR.
2: <laughs> yeah, squirt it right in the microphone. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah we could do <laughs> the <this> sound effects. <laughs> you make your own. <laughs> Wait, you ready? That's the lime. <laughs>
0: okay, that's the lime juice, everyone.
2: <laughs> now that you all got your fix. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... First, we're going to start with our lime. And we're going to do a little, well, not a little, a lot of squirt.
0: Definitely sounds like peeing.
2: (laughs) We're not afraid of our lime juice here in Boston. Mm -hmm. Well, we need two, one for me, one for Sean. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to need some of your lime juice, actually, because we just ran out. Oh, we actually just ran out of lime juice. (gasps) Oh my god, live from Boston, ran out of lime juice. Live from Boston, out of lime juice. So just a squirt of lime juice, no big deal. Then we're going to do what equates to about half an ounce of simple syrup.
0: So Mm -hmm. we're going to
2: go and bloop. I don't know if you can really hear it. So what is simple syrup made out of? Okay, it is water and sugar. And you have to boil it because you want to saturate the water with sugar. So if you were just put like that much sugar in, it would just kind of like precipitate out and be like sugar on the bottom, water on the top. Mm -hmm. Kind of like when you get an iced coffee and they just put sugar in. So you got to boil it and then cool it down. Mm -hmm. Next, we're going to use our Bacardi. Some people might judge us, but I like Bacardi. I mean, that's like medium shelf when you go to the bar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some people might like want higher end, but whatever.
1: Yeah, because Megan, when you got your rum and coke... And Keen, you didn't get Bacardi.
2: <laughs> you probably got like, yeah, rubbing alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, but
0: those drinks were $3, so you bet your ass they got our return customer.
2: <laughs> rubbing alcohol with a little bit of like sugar cane in it to make it like spicy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so you know, it's that's
2: the same thing. So. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm busy. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to do about an ounce and a half of Bacardi. An ounce and a oh. half of Bacardi. So that's like. A shot and a half, right? Yeah, that was a lot more in mine than it was in yours. Well, look at your glass. Your glass is the size of a uh, <laughs> small moon. A small moon. Yes.
0: Interesting we're gonna... frame of reference. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: what we're going to go with. Then we're going to make sure that's all mixed up nicely, mixed up nicely. Then we're using tonight um, Fever Tree Ginger Beer. You just want to get a good ginger beer, and we're doing. We're going to do about two ounces of that.
0: Bloop only a half an ounce less than the bacardi
2: correct so there's a lot of booze in this but it, <laughs> it tastes good trust me it's good
0: i thought cosmos were pink or
2: oh so what are you making this isn't a cosmo oh i thought you were making cosmo no who <laughs> told you that you made me one earlier oh yeah but you said it was too sweet oh yeah so he made me a cosmo earlier so this is our this take is okay. okay maybe i should have said this but i thought you would have yeah. introduced me properly sean You're making the drink. You could have said it what you're making. You're right. This is like our take on a dark and stormy.
0: Oh, okay. okay. That makes a lot more sense. I was starting to get confused. Yeah. No, sorry. (laughs) Just starting to. So this is
2: our take on a dark and stormy. So we're adding the like, you know, two ounces of ginger beer. Then what we're going to do is we're going to put a ton of ice in because I like my beverages well chilled. Yes. I get it from my iced coffee. Yeah, I mean, who wants a, like a warm drink? You know, I don't have time for no that. one does. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
0: it's so. Oh my god, he's going in for another one. Okay. Nice.
2: Ice is added. <laughs> now we are going to make the stormy or the dark part. I'm not quite sure which one it is, but it is the Myers um, Rum Float, and it's about a half an ounce. Well, that's probably the dark. I think that would be the dark, right? Half an ounce right on the top, and you do not mix it. You let it sit on the top. Ooh, that's intense! First sip. And then that's what I said, "I don't know if you can really see it, Megan. I know the, the listeners can't, but
1: mm-hmm.
2: there it is—the dark and stormy." So that, well, it's our take on the dark and stormy. It's not an exact dark and stormy. So what's the original dark and stormy? I literally think it's just rum, ginger beer, and lime. Like so what wh- a dark and how stormy. how did you is? figure out your take on this? So when I was in Chicago, they have their own version of Dark and Stormy. They call it the FDR. But I don't really like the apricot. They put apricot juice in it. Ooh. and they are trying to get too craft. I know. That's exactly mm-hmm. It's a craft It's not bar. Vermont. Yeah, it's not yeah. Vermont. So <laughs> I just asked them to put in no apricot juice. And they're like, well, that's sort of a Dark and Stormy. But yeah. So cheers. Yeah. Cool. I think it's delish. Well... Thank you so much, Patrick. Well, before I leave Sean, you, you have to try it. Well, I can smell it from here and I already know. It <laughs> Just try it.
1: Can I get a little yeah. stir after?
2: No, you don't get stirs.
0: Whoa. Okay. <laughs> I know, because that top layer is... <laughs> Feels like it's going to be intense.
2: Whoa! Well, the top layer is <laughs> supposed to be like a shot. Whoa! <laughs> it made my two hairs on my chest stand up. <laughs> I was saying the one hair in on your chest? <laughs> yeah, the two. <laughs> oh, you got two now? Yeah, I grew one. Oh. <laughs> All right, friends. Thank you for inviting me. Well, and enjoy your. Wait, what case are you guys doing? We're doing the Green Mountain <gasps> Killer. Oh my God! No,
1: it's Green River.
2: <laughs> the Green River Killer. Oh my God! I have a sneak preview. I'm gonna have to Google it now. Oh, you do. All right. Well, well. Thank mm. you so much, Patrick, for joining us today. You're welcome. We hope to see you maybe next week. Maybe
1: next week's Nick's turn, or um, maybe next week you have a new drink for us. Mm,
2: we'll see. Okay. All right.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> righty Bye. Bye. <coughs> oh my god.
0: Still? Even after mixing
1: it? I think he needs to work on his like parts. Like one part, another. Part. It was like one part. All right, Megan. So I'm gonna be enjoying my dark and stormy prepared mm. by the one and only Patrick tonight. You have your sangria, so if you have nothing left to say, how about we get right into the potty?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) Okay, so who we're going to be talking about today is the Green River Killer, who I feel like not a lot of people know about, which is crazy because he's actually the serial killer with the most confirmed and convicted kills. So his total number of convictions is 49
1: that's crazy and it's yeah expected that or it said he has killed like over 70 plus women right
0: yes yeah, so that that's even just confirmed and convicted yeah. like he says, yeah i killed i killed more and his yeah. victims were often sex workers or underage runaways so these are people that most likely don't have people looking for them yeah or, which is sad Or, you know, come from broken, rough homes and and stuff. So they don't have, like, Gabby Petito. She's got her whole family, you know, looking for her and everything. And, you know, these women and girls did not They made perfect victims. Perfect victims. I'm I'm just saying, like, what, like, it makes sense. And that's why we'll see that it took a very long time for him to get caught. And that's one of the reasons. So Mm -hmm. his name is Gary Leon Ridgeway. And he was active in the 80s and the 90s. So he killed from 1982 to 1998. Yep. And the way I heard about him is interesting. So I, I feel like a lot of people don't know about him. Like, I feel like I never hear him talked about in the true crime community. I don't know why. Have you?
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like he was in the same era as kind of like Bundy and other killers like of the like. So he was just kind of overlooked, even though he's someone who should be looked at more.
0: Yeah because he he had the most confirmed convictions and everything. So I mean he he was an a small town couple of I mean he was he had a routine a regimen.
1: Yeah. Which was also around the time of the Golden State Killer as well. Mm-hmm. So it's bizarre to think about back in like the 80s, early 90s, late 70s that this was just like normal. You know like it's one person will get caught. Time. Exactly. Like and then the, the another one would start. Nowadays, they're like one and done, you know. They're not out there killing multiple people. I don't know if it's cuz they are like they're getting caught faster or they're just more dumb.
0: <laughs> I know I feel like what we're seeing more is not serial killers but like mass shootings, I think. And I yeah. think it's just like a product of what our time, what our and their time, just whatever's going on, what kind of society society i hate saying that but i say it all the time. society produces
1: yeah well i also think it's because back in the day there wasn't a camera on every street corner and you couldn't get away with much Mm -hmm. there wasn't as much you know science and dna testing and like forensics where nowadays one blood spotter or like a fingerprint and you're in the system you're in a database and you're getting caught you're Mm -hmm. you're sending a text you're doing something on facebook Your IP address is out there. So they already know where you are. Easier nowadays to get caught than it was back in the day. So I think that's one of the reasons why.
0: That's a very good point too. So yeah, so the way I – he did this in the state of Washington around southern King County. And during the 90s, another thing in Washington was the Riot Girl movement. So like punk lady bands talking about lady problems. And yep. so the reason I heard about them was I actually did my senior thesis in college on the Riot Girls.
1: Oh, I <laughs> do remember that.
0: Yeah. And so one of them, um Kathleen Hanna who is like probably the most known out of the movement, she made a solo album and one of her songs mentions the Green River Killer. And so that's how I heard of him and I had to look him up. So the song came out in 97 and it's called, I want to know what love is. And the line is, um, and some of it is probably a little dated, but this is like the quote.
2: Woman killed be deaf dumb. Not get to
1: wow.
0: So she's putting out like the victims were all women. And yep. so she was making a, the point like. How how can this guy go on so long being caught and is it a gender disparity and every yep. just thought I'd put that out there?
1: Was it a and, a boys will be boys kind of thing? Like the sheriff's like, oh, another woman dead? Okay. Yeah. Boys will be boys, they will kill.
0: And just like Jack the Ripper, it was women who were, you know, were lower status, thought of as lower because they were sex workers majority. So Yeah. So, were people running to the cause to solve it as much as if it was, you know, a string of rich heirs to oil company thrones? No, probably not.
1: <laughs> the, the Queen Elizabeth herself?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was like his MO. He would, and there's a lot of comparisons to Ted Bundy, because, like you said, he was in that time and yeah. they both did this to women he would rape the victims when they were dead and when they're alive yeah so he would like have them at burial sites but often go back to those burial sites to then have sex with them again rebury them do something else you know maybe yeah. come back and do it again so yeah so <laughs> nasty
1: which i read in in when i was reading up on it he mentioned that he would do it so he wouldn't have to get his fix and kill a different woman. And he said he wasn't really into necrophilia, but he said he would rather go do that than have to go find another victim.
0: What a saying. Yeah. He's trying like, to save uh, other people.
1: I was doing this for you.
0: <laughs> and also, it clearly didn't work because he killed so many women.
1: <laughs> right? Like, he just couldn't control himself.
0: <laughs> no. So, I I don't know if I believe that.
1: Which is um, also shocking that he didn't get caught sooner, because he was doing so much to these women, like, physical touch-wise, strangling them, having sex with them, like, consent cons- most of the most part, consensual sex. Um, well, the kinda, first time. <laughs> yeah, where he was luring them in, trying to garner their trust, telling them that he had a child, and was having sex with them, and they would, he would finish with them. He would strangle them and then dispose of their bodies. So it was kind of shocking that, like, there's got to be semen all over the bodies. There's DNA everywhere. There's got to be blood. There's got to be something.
0: Mm -hmm. Hair, Hair fibers, like.
1: Right. So the fact that this went on for 70 plus different women and he didn't get caught. Probably says that there was something else going on too.
0: <laughs> and that's what Kathleen Hannah was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to, to get to know Gary Leon Ridgway a little bit, he is a Pisces like <gasps> our
1: co-host, Sean. Okay. I'm going to drink to that one. Yep.
0: <laughs> and so is my boyfriend. So if you find me in the alley out back dead, <laughs> it was either you or him. No, yep. <laughs> So he was born February 18th, 1949 in Salt Lake City, Utah.
1: Is he Mormon?
0: (laughs) I don't think he... It doesn't say anything. I don't think he's Uh, a man of any faith.
1: (laughs) Church of Latter-day Saints.
0: Have I ever told you that story about um, how... And this is no shade. Okay, I'm not trying to be shady. I'm trying to be, like, realistic. I was approached by two teenage boys who were, like, Mormon... And, you know, all dressed up and they're, you know, trying to recruit me or turn me or whatever. I don't know what about me said sinner, but I um, I think I was. it was when I worked at the movie theater and I was walking to the movie theater. So it was right in the middle of town and yeah. they approached me as like, oh, you know, here's some pamphlets. Let's, you know, if you ever want to talk about God, here's our personal phone numbers, our cell phone numbers. And they gave me their cell phone numbers. I'm thinking you're lucky it's me who's not going to do anything weird and creepy and or mean with this. Like, that's so unsafe. Like I feel like they don't teach their children to be careful or like too trusting. I don't know. But I, that always sits with me because I'm thinking they're going to give their phone numbers to the wrong person. And I, you know, I should have said to them right there, I should have said, you shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) But I didn't. I just said, yeah, of course. Uh (laughs) And
1: they would say, well, This is what God wants us to do.
0: Right. Yeah. That would be the retort or like you're trying, you're trying to stop us from spreading the word. it's like, no, I'm trying to like keep you safe.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's odd. That's an awkward, awkward encounter.
0: Yeah. And that's why I, I, it still sticks with me so vividly years and years later.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like I enjoy freedom, religious freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of everything. Just don't, Try to force me to believe anything or preach, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't like that.
0: I'm so happy for you, but just like respect me, just like you're asking me to respect you in your faith. So, yes, he came from Utah. (laughs) (laughs) So he had a job painting trucks. That was pretty much his job. He was sent, like most men back in the day, he was sent to Vietnam, but he came back after one, what do you call it, round? One tour. Tour. Yeah. one tour and then he went right back to painting his trucks and he was married three times <laughs> okay
1: i don't know if it's because i'm gay and you're a woman but like what does painting a truck mean like painting the whole truck or like detailing or like what does that mean um i'm thinking
0: it's like like going to like a body shop and like getting it like all like vroom vroom like
1: like all redone like all,
0: all prettied up like with stripes or something you know like, oh my like God. Kind of those interesting colors and like
1: wow so he's like really doing it
0: i mean that's i also don't know that's my guess <laughs> just guess like, i also don't know
1: all we know is that gary painted trucks yes okay <laughs> bear bear well damn if i was just painting trucks too i might kill some people that sounds really boring
0: <laughs> that's all you did for damn 30 years <laughs>
1: You came from Utah and you painted trucks.
0: So his first wife, Claudia Craig Barrows, he was married for only two years, nineteen seventy to seventy two. And then he was married to Marcia or Marcia, depending how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Lauren Brown. He was married from nineteen seventy one to nineteen eighty one. He started killing a year after they got divorced. Oh, so um, that was a
1: ten year would you say seventy one to eighty one?
0: T- 73 to 81. So that's what, eight years?
1: So that one, he did better. He improved. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and then his last wife, um, Judith Lorraine Lynch, they married in 88 to 2002. So he was like right in the midst of killing.
1: That is wild.
0: When he was with her. And it's really interesting. She actually has, she wrote a book. I think it's called, I Married the Green River Killer and so she's the most interesting one because she they were married for the longest time she was with him when his identity came to light and of course she divorced him
1: thank god
0: but you can actually notice that the the killings don't stop but they slow down when he's married with her so once he gets married to her they're not as frequent as when he from 82 to 88
1: yeah like why did claudia and marcia why were they saved Mm -hmm. and judith also like it just is confusing you know
0: And Judith is the only one that I've seen that really talks about it. I think Claudia's dead. But Uh, Judith is like, she has like a book, and, you know, she's, I don't want to say capitalizing on it, but she's capitalizing on it.
1: Honestly, good for her. Like, Mm -hmm. if I've married a killer, I think I would take advantage of that too.
0: And, and, well, and she says throughout it, like, you know, in the midst of it, I was like, I can't believe this. I, you know, it blows my mind. But then, as because she had like i think two ghostwriters as well helping her so she was like talking to them about it and she'd like recall memories and be like oh wow you know what that was a red flag and stuff <laughs> like that
2: Like <laughs> a therapy
1: session
0: yeah so it's like you know when you love someone you're in denial about what they could possibly be doing yeah yes I, I feel like i i just i feel like i've seen too many like thrillers and suspense and lifetime movies to fall for that i don't I know I'm not in, in her space. Yeah, I'm not know. in that situation, but I feel like I would be, I would be a little detective and I would like help the police. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I would know where each dead body was. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know about that. Cause I mean, like if they were trying to hide it from me, but I feel like I would know something's going on just like how people know when they have a feeling when like their partner is like having an affair or something, you just like, you know,
1: yeah if you have that inkling then it's probably happening
0: yeah that's just my opinion anyway
1: i'd find it interesting though like the dynamic here where he was loyal to judith in a way like their marriage where he would come home after killing and you know she probably had dinner ready for him and they probably went to bed together but Mm -hmm. he didn't kill her you know he could have easily have killed her too but he didn't
0: Yeah, why was she the chosen one that he got to marry? And I think part of it is that he thought lesser of these women, of the sex workers and, you know, teenage runaways that, you know, running away from bad homes, going to drugs or whatever.
1: Also, maybe since he was married, he was probably, after he committed the act of cheating, he probably wanted to, you know, avoid the situation of them ever telling his wife, Judith, of what he was doing so he would just kill him so no one could ever talk you know what i'm Mm, saying i
0: don't think so no
1: yeah that's too deep
0: (laughs) yeah i think he i think it was a thrill um
1: yeah or like he did it one time and he just had to keep doing it
0: well like when it came out he was saying to her it's like an addiction it's just like drinking like i can't stop even if i wanted to sort of thing yeah um and We're she, as... they both said they really did love each other and they enjoyed each other but it's just like gary just couldn't gary leon ridgeway couldn't <sighs> stop what he was doing and judith was like i don't want to be with you
1: well that's so. the thing most people kill because they want to know what it feels like to kill and they, they do it one time gary just couldn't stop <laughs> mm-hmm Like you do get
0: like adrenaline and like, I'm sure there are chemical reactions just like how there are when people drink or do drugs or any other gambling food, you know, it's just that that's what he got addicted to.
1: Well, it's probably like any other like fetish, you know, you Mm -hmm. hear of these like strange fetishes. I don't want to like fetish shame, but some of them are (laughs) strange and interesting, interesting where I've heard of ones where like women have been called over To, like, step on the man's nuts and Mm -hmm. bark at them like a dog. And that's how they get off. So maybe Gary's way of, you know, really getting off, like, maximum pleasure, was killing. And I don't know. Maybe that was his fetish. Well, and
0: I feel like it definitely was, like, a sexual thing, too. Because, I mean, he, you know, engaged in sexual acts before, after, during all of that so there had to be some level of that i just i i say as long as it's consensual between adults and no harm then do whatever
1: yeah if you want to be a freak you be a freak just don't kill people
0: yeah let your freak flag fly
1: (laughs) (laughs) wait who coined that i've heard that freak flag before
0: um i got it from the movie sisters with amy poehler and tina fey
1: (laughs) i don't remember where i heard it from Oh, I don't what, Well, I don't your, know where
0: you heard it from. That's where I heard it from.
1: <laughs> let your freak flag fly.
0: Triple F.
1: <laughs> <laughs> F cubed. Is that the F right cubed. exponent? <laughs> I don't remember.
0: F, F, no, cubed. I don't know.
1: Squared is two, right? Yeah.
0: I think cubed is three,
1: maybe. I don't remember. Damn. Oh, it's wow, we're getting old. Sides, That's know. what I was thinking. <laughs> triangle. Triangle. T- <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: why I did not do well in math.
1: <laughs> Geometry.
0: That's algebra. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how I did calculus.
0: Oh, I didn't. I was in stupid math.
1: Oh, you did?
0: In high school and college.
1: <laughs> I think I was just I was in stupid math in disguise. Mm. I did the oh, homework, failed math. every test. That was all I did.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well you got through you got that degree right get degrees so. faked it
1: till i made it
0: <laughs> that's what life's about that's a lesson for all your younger listeners Yep. fake till you make it
1: right that's all you need to do
0: and no one knows what they're doing everyone think everyone wants to pretend that they know what they're doing or look that they know what they're doing no one knows what they're doing <laughs> no
1: one knows what they're doing don't, <laughs> believe anybody. don't.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay. There's a little life lesson for you. Um,
1: (laughs) If you picked up anything out of this episode, that's it. mm
0: -hmm. And don't give your phone number to strangers. (laughs) Yep. You're probably all wondering, when did he get caught? Oh, Megan, why don't you tell us? Um, So he got caught in 2002. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, no. He was arraigned in 2002. He was arrested in November of 2001, Mm -hmm. and... He he was fifty two years old at the time and he was actually arrested for loitering for prostitution. So he was wow. probably waiting by his favorite corner, waiting for the girls to come
1: out. You know what? And at that point in time, everyone was mourning nine eleven, and we got Gary over here. Oh yeah,
0: that's right. It was a month Worrying before. about
1: his prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Gary, worry about your country, not the fucking prostitutes on the corner.
0: <laughs> well, he was very worried. We already
1: lost <laughs> enough. A lot of people that 9 11, we don't need Gary killing more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's makes me think was he getting was he gearing up to kill again because that was his, he killed prostitutes like that? Yeah, yeah, so we'll never know, which is good. So he actually was already had been questioned in the 80s for one of the murders, one of the Victims was Miss Malvar. I don't remember her first name. Her family was like on the case. They were like they were the ones that were like doing the detective work, so they were asking witnesses, oh. they said, "Oh yeah, I saw her get into a car. They described the car what the man looked like, so they drove around and found the truck, Gary's truck. Oh. And they were like, okay, this man needs to be questioned. He fits the description that the person gave us. He fits the the car, the truck fits the description. So they went to the police and they brought Gary in and Gary even volunteered for, he was like, I'll cooperate in any way I can. And they gave him a polygraph and he passed.
1: Oh my God. So maybe Chris Watts studied the Green River Killer and was like, oh, I can do that.
0: Yeah. Cause, cause Gary passed and they didn't have DNA at the time and so they never did any of that
1: so well he he was let go um, you talking about the family being detectives is giving me chills because we got dog the bounty hunter right now Mm -hmm. overstepping the fbi to find brian laundry
0: i'm sorry we've got more updates from dog than we have from the fbi
1: right We got the dogs tracking the scent. We know the location of where Brian was, where he's possibly heading. And Dog is saying that we're going to have location of Brian Laundry in like the next week. What's the FBI saying? Nothing.
0: Like the Miss Malvar's family literally solved the crime. It was literally Gary and they found him. They literally solved the crime. I want that to sink in.
1: I love we get fired up. Our hands start going...
0: We start clicking <laughs> our hands. It's because when of the we drink, start sangria.
1: We start making sense. The hands start going mm-hmm. together.
0: My hands are <laughs> clapping. They're they're making connections.
1: We're putting two and two together here.
0: Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've connected got, the
1: dots. But just voicing the common sense here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So,
0: that is... So yeah, so flash flash forward back to 2001 and you know, they put his DNA into the to the system, some saliva samples just cuz you know, that's what happened when it's booked. And yep. it was in the system, it was matched to DNA, DNA that was found on the murdered girls.
1: Mhm. Which so, if y'all remember is how the Golden State Killer got caught. <laughs> mhm.
0: They well they didn't do the genealogy thing. He yeah he messed up and he got arrested and they found it out. And so then 2002 was when he was like arraigned and put in jail. And that's when Judith divorced him.
1: Okay. Um, I want to know like who has access to this database? What's this database? Am I in the database? Is there a way I can find out if I'm in a database? Am I in it? Where is the database? I don't know what's going on here.
0: I feel like we talked about it when we were talking about the Golden State Killer. Like, our fingerprints are in the database because when we were kids, our parents yeah. did that, like, missing kids thing. But I don't think our, like, DNA is. Because well, you, neither of us have been arrested or booked for anything.
1: Nor have we done, like, the the 23 and Me like, the saliva shit you send in.
0: Right. I've never done that either.
1: Because they were reporting their data to, like, that's how the Golden State Killer and everyone got, like, you no, know, caught. So I don't know. Like where who has the database? What is this database? Is that's, the,
0: that's gonna be your next conspiracy episode. The database.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm high right now and I'm just like questioning everything.
0: I know that's what people do when they get high, is like, yo, dude, the database man. <laughs> it's dude, think about it. I know, the database.
1: We <laughs> just casually say like the green. River Killers saliva was in the database. What's the database? Where's the database? (laughs) (laughs) I guess
0: we're going to have to do our own little mystery investigation about the database. You
1: you know what? The FBI is right down the street from me. I'm about to walk in there and ask them for the database. Say, am I in there or am I not in there? I don't want to be in there, so don't put me in there.
0: And then they're going to um, call the local hospital and say, we have a psychiatric <laughs> um, patient that needs to be be brought back to the ward.
1: Yeah, that's like two buildings down is like the hospital. So, perfect. It's I so can perfect. get updated real quick. I would <laughs> <laughs> uh, be like, I don't need the ambulance. I'm not footing that bill. I'll walk myself. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> oh, my God. Ambulances are so expensive. For non-American listeners, everything... Oh costs so much money.
1: If you want to live in America, you can have the dream, but you gotta pay for it. Yeah, it it comes at a price. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's capitalism maybe. Okay. So I know Ted Bundy worked a little bit with the authorities in order to catch and or I don't know if it was it to catch or was it just like to analyze his actions? And how to possibly find other victims.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like that. So what he essentially... And he volunteered because he was seeing the Green River Killer everywhere. And sources say that he was a little jealous that things had moved from Ted Bundy to Green River Killer. So he wanted the attention back on him. That's what rumor has. So he offered his services. He was like, I'm an expert because I'm a serial killer. Let me help you get into the mind. So he was like, he probably is going back to the bodies where he buried them and having sex with them. I'm like, how did he know
1: this? I know. I read that and I was like, these they're giving Ted Bundy too much credit. I feel like the FBI had to have thought that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's
0: such a bizarre, disgusting thing. That definitely isn't like my first thing I think of.
1: (laughs) I know. Is there... Is there a proof saying that Ted Bundy said that first? I don't want to give Ted Bundy too much credit here. Even though he's like, you know, doing them a service. (laughs) As he wants to think it's like him helping, you know.
0: I agree with you when you're like, they're giving him too much credit because he was doing this in what? The 80s? Like giving them advice and stuff? He wasn't caught until 2001. So it wasn't like yeah he it was really helping it was more just like giving like profiling being like this is probably what he does this is probably what he likes it's probably what he looks like how he you know yeah, yeah like that sort of thing so i wouldn't say he helped them mm-hmm. really but he gave insight
1: i think the best word for this yeah. is he got lucky he said that and it turned out to be true that's what i think
0: <laughs> yeah well and it also says in, in the article that um he also would sometimes just describe things that he did. Yeah. Like, oh, he probably did it too.
1: Well, because, I mean, as any killer, like, you know, of their caliber, he thought everyone was copying him. Everyone's looking at me, reading my manifesto. I'm Ted Bundy. Everyone wants to mimic me, they want to be me. So let me just describe things that I did, and maybe they'll be true, and I'll look like a hero.
0: Yeah, it was definitely an ex- exercise in egotism,
1: mm-hmm. if that's a word. Just a man being um, a man.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Men's egos are so fragile. I'm sorry. There's a quote from Lana Del Rey that I will never forget. It's, a woman's heart will never be as fragile as a man's ego or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, it really yep. is. Like, you you could really tear a man down by just being like, by questioning his authority.
1: Yeah. Um, that's a lot of men. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay. So I have a quote from Ted Bundy because they actually Mr. Sheriff why'd I call him Mr. Sheriff? I don't know. Mr. Sheriff Reichart. Reichart actually like presented one of the unsolved Green River killers and was like, Ted, did you do this one? And <laughs> Ted said, Why? If it isn't mine, because I have pride in it, what I do. I don't want to take it from anybody else.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so yeah. he was
0: like, I take pride in what I do. This is not my work, you know? This is someone else's work. Like, you know, like it's a freaking art critique or like they're in an art house. Like, it just showed how much he really thought of himself. Yeah. And no remorse and not a grasp on, like, the lives he ruined. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. He was spared the death penalty. Yeah, so he's life imprisonment without parole. So...
1: yeah." He, and and
0: he's, I just looked up, he's still alive. He's old, but he's alive.
1: So I read that he was really only convicted on the first four murders that he did, or he committed. And he was spared the death penalty in agreement that he would tell the court and the families where the other victims were located. Is that correct?
0: Yes, that is correct. Yeah. So he, so not like he's convicted of 48. Of doing 48. Yeah. But you're right in the way that it was more of a confirmation and closure for the family rather than a sentencing for him. I mean, he's never going to get out of prison. Yeah. So he was convicted of 48 originally. And then they found another woman that matched his DNA. And so then it turned to 49. Yeah. And he confessed to 71.
1: That's so crazy. And it makes me nervous that... Okay, so say I killed 10 people.
0: Okay, why do we have to say that? But okay.
1: <laughs> okay, say my dog killed 10 people.
0: Okay, why would you really do that?
1: I... <laughs> Hypothetically. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and I'm only being convicted of one. So, and the court only knows I killed one person. Everybody knows I killed one person. I'm in court. I got the death penalty on my shoulders And then then I say, well, I actually killed nine other people, but you don't know where they buried. And I'll Mm -hmm. tell you where they are if you don't press the death penalty on me. You know? Like, couldn't you just say that no matter what? And just... Well, that's
0: exactly what he said. I guess it would matter for the DA how important it is to get those other bodies versus to punish you. I think that's dependent on the DA.
1: I feel like there's so many loopholes around the death penalty, a plea deal, a bargain with the defense or whatever to get out of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Really
1: if you get the the death penalty these days you're already accepting it yourself and really you know you don't care.
0: I don't even know someone who's been convicted and has the death penalty in forever. I don't, I don't even I can't even think of one in the last well, 20 years.
1: There was that one woman she was like the first woman or something to be executed,
0: mm-hmm. and it was
1: out in like Tennessee or something. And the timing was off or something. You know how like the governors or like the mayors or whatever—I don't even know who it is—they can like put in that order to stop the execution and like pardon yeah. them. Yeah, 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 and then like the the timing was off, and she was like executed. So oh, and
0: they didn't get the order in time. Yeah. Ooh. That's awkward. So,
1: it's so, like that's so random. Wow, sorry, I forgot.
0: Oh my god, this is so random. Oh my god, did I forget to deliver that? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> did I forget to pardon you?
0: Oh my god, whoopsie Whoops!
1: <laughs> but yeah, it still happens. And I feel like we just don't hear about it as much because it really it happens in a lot of like the southern states, I feel like.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think it's legal in Vermont anymore. Like, let's pull up... Map. I know.
1: Death and honestly, state. it used to be very political. It used to be, like, yeah. very political, Democratic, Republican. But nowadays, it's just, like, it doesn't really matter. You know? It's not, like, a big priority for any either party.
0: Right. New Hampshire has the death penalty.
1: Damn. Out of there.
0: And then there are two states, Pennsylvania and Oregon, that the governor can decide. So that's governor so, imposed a lot of power. moratorium. So it's like case by case, I guess. But yeah, it's surprising how many states actually have the death penalty. Like pretty much wow. all Southern states in middle America. And then when we get to like Minnesota, Wisconsin, illegal, pretty much all up North except for New Hampshire illegal.
1: Wow. Well, New Hampshire is the free or die. So. Oh, and they mean it.
0: They don't have they to wear seatbelts.
1: <laughs> Helmets, nothing. Sales tax, Mm-mm. we don't do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, New Hampshire.
1: <laughs> Taxes, we don't do those. Alrighty, so that's all we have on the Green River Killer.
0: Yeah, that's what I got on the, on the GRK. The GRK? Green River Killer.
1: Oh my god. I don't know why that didn't <laughs> click. Alrighty, guys. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of crime on tap it was a quick little you know synopsis of the green river killer just to give this little get his name on our podcast
0: <laughs> yeah because i feel like he doesn't get enough attention and he's wow
1: he's wild, then you know what we don't like ted bundy around here we're here for the green river killer
0: yeah ted bundy's been played out honey
1: mm-hmm. grk <laughs> all damn day <laughs>
0: oh my god that's that's been trademarked by crime on tap now Mm -hmm.
1: so yep no one else can coin it we're getting it patented yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) copyright (laughs) anyways we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of crime on tap we really hope you enjoyed our little segment of patrick making my drink tonight hopefully Mm -hmm. maybe next week or the week after megan's boo We'll come on and maybe make her a drink. Maybe that'll be a new thing on Creme on Tap. We'll have our, Mm -hmm. you know, we lift a lot of fingers in in this relationship, in (laughs) our relationships. They can make us a drink once a week. But, um, alrighty, so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Be sure to follow us over on Creme on Tap pod to be updated with the latest. Be sure to share with your family and friends. It really does help us with the algorithm boost and helps us get the podcast out to more people.
0: And okay. make sure to listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, because that's... Podbean, that our in. favorite. Oh, my God. Queen, PB. Mm-hmm. And
1: if you're listening on Spotify, stop what you're doing and download Podbean.
0: <laughs> we don't have Podbean, <laughs> but you should have Podbean. For some reason, everything today is an acronym for me. So, PB,
1: <laughs> Podbean.
0: And... PB, yep. Um, comment, like, and subscribe,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Comment, like, subscribe. You know the drill. We'll see you guys next time where, where crime is always, always on top. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah, smart. <ASMR. laughs>
1: I'm drunk. Peace out. <laughs>